Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I'm so glad you joined me. Today's episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast is titled Bracing for Impact. Yeah, you'll see why. Okay, I'm really uh, excited to. I feel like I've been away for a while and it's not that I have, it's just that the past several podcasts I recorded ahead of time and scheduled. So it's been a while since I've recorded. So I'm excited. I love this. All right. Today, uh, this podcast episode is sponsored by accessmore.com. Just go on out there. You won't regret it. Check out the podcast they have from all kinds of modern and up-to-date with it, entertaining podcast hosts, thought leaders, faith leaders, educators, entertainment, you name it. It's a really great, safe place to check out new podcasts. I hope you'll do it. Accessmore.com. Thank you. All right. So back to the Woman Inspire podcast. Um, By the way, I have another podcast. If you haven't tuned into it, I'd appreciate if you check it out. If you're willing to fall asleep during a podcast, I'd say you probably have fallen asleep during many podcasts, as have I, not meaning to. This is the kind that you're actually supposed to relax, chillax, rest, get things off your brain. It's Inspired Whispers. It's on Spotify. It's linked to this podcast. You can find it or you can go out to womaninspired.com and check it out. All right. So... I have a pod quote for you. Ready? This one is anonymous. Don't know who said it, but I love it. Ready? If your heart belongs to something or someone other than God, then you will seek to make an impression. If your heart belongs to God, you will seek to make an impact. And pardon me, I was wrong. I do know who said that. It was Dr. Dennis Toll. Sorry, Dennis. All right. Uh, Or sorry, doctor, if you prefer. All right, I'm going to say it again, though. If your heart belongs to something or someone other than God, then you will seek to make an impression. If your heart belongs to God, you will seek to make an impact. All right, and one more by Nancy DeMoss. Our greatest effectiveness is not in being like the world. It is found in being distinct from the world. It is found in being Christ-like. Love that, love that. All right, have you ever wondered what kind of an impression you've made on someone else. You know, some people don't care. Okay. You might say I'm one of those, some people who doesn't care because I've actually worked very hard not to care what most people think of me because it's a really messy trap to get into. Don't you think I I don't want my worth or my identity or my value to be based on what other people think of me, but that's a difficult journey. It's one that I think it's uh, understated and not valued enough, but it is a difficult journey. I encourage everyone to go on it because who we are should not be rooted in what other people think of us. But, you know, it's hard because especially with people that I love who are in my mindset, in my opinion, supposed to love me, supposed to accept me or embrace me you know, according to family lines and friends that I've known for what seems like forever. These are the people that that I want to impress in some ways. I don't go out of my way to do so, but there are people that I care uh, if they value me or not. And I guess if I feel like I impress them in some ways, that they'll value me. 
but I'm long past the point of putting on airs, if you will, or looking a certain way, talking a certain way, acting the way they think I should act to impress them. So that's a long journey and it's a good one. It's a good one to go on. And I hope and pray that you will take that journey if you're not there yet, because it's very difficult to be a people pleaser. It's also not Christ-like. And yet there are people who don't accept me or embrace me and would rather I really not leave any impression on them whatsoever. (laughs) I'm sure. And I think we all have people like that. I'm sure. Are you in the same boat? On some level, I'm guessing we all are. I don't know anyone who who doesn't encounter rejection or sometimes out and out nasty attitudes coming at them from people who technically aren't supposed to treat them that way. But that's really neither here nor there because that's not what this podcast is about. (laughs) Those are the kinds of hurts that we have to leave at the foot of the cross. We just have to leave them uh, with God to deal with and then embrace that attitude of it doesn't matter what they think of us. It matters what God thinks of us and if I'm not doing what he calls me to do to the best of my ability and his help, <laughs> um, then I'm in trouble because that's what matters most. So then why am I even talking about lasting impressions or what kind of an impression you leave on other people? Because I'm not referring to the people who know you intimately or those who love you on a daily basis, or embrace you, or if the case may be, reject you, or even those who can't stand you and want to egg your house. Okay, I'm not even talking about those people who know you intimately enough to want to egg your house. I'm talking about the people that you meet in a brief exchange, um, I don't know, at the store, or in customer service on the phone, or in the middle of a crowded airport, in a meeting, at a new group gathering, at a gift shop, or in the drive-thru at the the bank or the coffee shop, those impressions, you know, the brief, barely have time to utter a word or roll your eyes kind of impressions, the type of impressions that actually might make an impact, a sudden impact that's oftentimes not expected. Now, since we have that straight, have you ever wondered if you make a lasting impact impression on someone or if you've made an impact on anyone if what you say and do or your very presence ever makes an impact on someone else's life do you think that anyone you've met has ever walked away thinking wow or hmm they gave me something to think about or oh thank you Jesus that I met them or that they said this or that they did this or I don't know maybe even they say not today Satan (laughs) hopefully not the latter but that would be an impression that would make an impact wouldn't it I'm sure we've all had those days when maybe we acted like a demon incarnate because we were in a bad mood and someone had to uh rebuke (laughs) I don't know but case in point one time a few years ago when I was taking flyers from store front to storefront um, for the school I was working for. I entered one of those cash advance type stores. Uh, When I went in, the woman behind the counter was arguing with a man in line. Now, there was only one person in line, him, and then one person working there, her. So I kind of stayed back because I wasn't sure really what was going on. I was afraid it was some sort of robbery or some domestic dispute. I didn't know. 
I really had no idea, but they had words, strong words, and then he stormed out. So I slowly kind of approached the counter, and I could tell that she was upset. Uh, of course, I would have been too if I'd have just gotten into that kind of exchange with somebody. So she just gotten into it with this guy, and and but she was just standing there, and so I waited for her to look up and notice that I was there. And when she did, she said, "What?" Um, I just looked at her and I said, I'm sorry. Um, but these are the flyers. The school said that they'd send over for you to put up. And she said, fine, give them to me. I mean, it was just, it was that cold. It was that, uh, harsh. And, and as I handed them to her, she just kind of froze. She stared off into space for a minute and just looked blank. I just kept waiting for her to say something and she didn't say anything. I finally said, excuse me, but are you okay? And she didn't answer me. She just looked at me like she had no idea what I was saying at all. Then she kind of tilted her head a little bit. And I said, is there something I can do for you? Are you okay? And she kind of looked like she'd just woken up. And she said, yes, why? Don't it look okay? Why do you care? And, and in that moment, I thought, wow. That's when I thought, wow, not today, Satan. I was so tempted to snap back something sarcastic and nasty to her, but I didn't. I'm so glad I didn't. I just looked at her and I said, no, you don't look okay. You look like something's wrong and I'm concerned. Are you okay? Do you need some help in some way or another? And her whole demeanor changed. She she just, you could see it in her face. Her, she softened and she said, no. I'm okay, really. I'll be okay. It's just been a very bad day. I'm sorry. Now, I'm not sure about her, but she made a lasting impression on me. And I believe it. if even for one moment of her day, I made a positive impact on her. And that memory sticks with me because I've rarely had anyone be so defensive over me just simply asking if they were okay. Truthfully, most of the time we have no idea what kind of impression or impact that we might make on someone in just a moment of time. If it's a brief exchange or even a temporary relationship of some some sort, we're just there in it and then we move on. So we would never really know. But I think that somehow I pulled her out of whatever it was she was in just by me showing some kindness. And I feel like that had an impact on her. I could see it in her countenance. I could see it in her face. And the Bible says in Hebrews 13 too, that we're supposed to entertain strangers because we might just be entertaining angels and not be aware of it. And according to the account in Genesis 19, Lot, the person Lot, L-O-T, was sitting at the gate of the city one evening when two strangers came along. He didn't know who they were. Without knowing who they were, he invited them to his home for a night's rest. And then he later learned that they were angels. So there are examples like this in the Bible. Now, this does not mean that we have to go to the end of the road and invite a stranger over for dinner and do a song and dance to entertain him. That's not what it means by entertaining angels. This passage in Hebrews, though, from 13.2 is talking about what happened with Lot in Genesis. It's talking about making an impact and an impression by showing someone kindness and caring because you never know who they are or what they're going through. It's telling us that you never know who you might be helping 
by being kind to them and showing them love. It could be a messenger from God, like it was with Lot. But even if it's not, we're still supposed to put our best foot forward and act like Jesus um, and, and act like angels are around, even if we don't know that angels are right in front of us. So this always makes me think about the woman at the well too, because in the Bible, it talks about the woman at the well and Jesus meeting her. She had a lengthy conversation with Jesus, even though she didn't know he was, that he was at the, the Messiah at the time. And he showed her kindness. He made an impact and she made an impression. Do you think she impacted him in any way whatsoever? I have no doubt that he had made an impact on her. But it makes me think about those things and those other, other um, people in the Bible and throughout history. Who has made an impression and who has made an impact? We hope mostly good, but we know a lot of people have made a negative impact on individuals, on culture, on society, just with one word or one glance or by not doing anything. Because doing nothing is also a statement, by the way. So here's the thing. You usually don't know. Not always, but usually don't know what kind of true impact you've made. Once you walk away or move on with your day, you oftentimes have no idea whether or not what you've said or done in the presence of other people has made any kind of impact whatsoever, good or bad. One time though, about, um, about 22 years ago, I say about, but I did calculate it in my head. So it's really more precisely 22 years ago, I found that uh, something I had done made a huge impact on not just one person, but many people. And it was one small thing I did that I just didn't blink over. I just felt led to do it. It was just kind of a simple thing. And the only person that I told about it was my husband. Um, so it was a crazy rainy day out. It was dark and cloudy and there were just times of utter downpours. I mean, just crazy. It was the kind of rain that could strip the enamel off your teeth if you smiled too much in the middle of it. I mean, it literally hurt my head when I stood out in it. So now I wasn't purposely standing out in the rain getting soaked, but I had a doctor's appointment and I had to be out driving in it. So when I went in, it wasn't raining hard enough really for me to have the umbrella, but on the way back out, I wish I had brought the umbrella in. <laughs> So, but as I went down a pretty busy main street, I saw these two women walking in the rain and they had plastic grocery bags over their head. I thought, oh no, this is horrible. They looked like one of those cartoons, you know, the kind that are just pummeled as they walk in the rain. And you see in the cartoon that the wind is blowing their coat and their scarves way far behind them. They were soaking wet. And, and that's what I thought when I saw them. I slowed down though. And I went a few streets over and decided to go find them to see if I could give them a ride to wherever it was they were going. Now, I don't normally pick up people while I'm driving, uh, you know, people I don't know and take them someplace. But as soon as I saw them, I just kept hearing in my head, okay, Karen, help them, Karen, help them. I actually tried to keep driving straight on home, but God just kept bringing them to my mind like rapid fire. So I, I prayed and I turned around and I tried to find them. After I'd driven for a while, I couldn't find them though. I finally decided, oh, well, good. I get to go home. It's raining even harder. So I turned on a side street and made a U-turn to head home. And when I did, there they were 
walking down the side street. So I pulled over in front of them and I got out with my umbrella, of course, over my head. And they were nervous, you could tell. I mean, I would be too if I were walking down the street and somebody pulled over in front of me and got out of the car. Um, but one lady looked like she was probably in her 60s and the other one is, was, was older than her. And the younger one said that she was taking her friend to the doctor. And she pointed to the building, which was at this point, probably a hundred feet from where we stood. And I told her I could drive them over to the building. I mean, it was raining so hard. And she said she didn't want to get inside my car because she didn't want to get it soaking wet. Even though I told her it was fine, she said, no, that was okay. And we were almost having to shout because it was raining that hard outside. Um, but she said, thank you. And then I said, here, at least take my umbrella. And she said, oh, no, no, that looks expensive. And it was, it was one of those fancy, huge green umbrellas, like a golf umbrella. I mean, it was really big and it was expensive. And I told her it didn't matter. And I gave it to her and, and she took it. And I, I could tell that she was touched. She was very thankful. She tried to get my phone number so she could call me and send me money or return it. And I told her, no, just please take the umbrella. And it was okay. And so she did. And so I sat in my car and I waited, um, as they walked that hundred feet to the building or whatever it was, something like that. And about two weeks later, my husband and my cousin and I were at a church fellowship and prayer time with about you know, 75 other people or so. And the youth pastor said that he wanted to share something that really touched him. He said a friend of his told him about his neighbor's grandmother, that, that his grandmother and her friend were trying to get to the doctor a couple weeks ago when it was raining like crazy. They were freezing and they didn't have transportation, but they would prayed for God to help them get to the doctor safely and to protect them. And in the middle of them walking, it just downpoured, just really, really hard. Um, and a car sped by them and splashed them with water till they were soaked, like their clothes were thoroughly soaked. So as they walked, they did, they just decided they were going to pray. They were going to pray and walk. So just a short way from the doctor's office, a woman pulled over in a car, offered them a ride and gave them her umbrella. And she refused to take money for it. And she made sure that they got to the building safely. So the youth pastor said, I was so touched here in a day when people just want to take, 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 here was someone out of the goodness of their heart who stopped to simply be kind and help their neighbor, not asking for anything in return. And he said, that's how I want to be. That's the kind of person I want to be. Christ-like, like that, impacting others with just simple everyday kindness and love like Jesus Christ did. I was... I, I cried, but I was stunned and I was touched and I was reminded that even when we think others aren't watching, someone is always watching to what we say, what we do. And of course, God is paying attention to, to all of that as well as to what we think. He knows that I almost turned around. Um, or that I almost didn't turn around. Actually, he knows that I almost didn't turn around. He knows that I had a slight attitude about it at first because I was wet myself and I didn't want to get out. And, I, and, and even as I handed them the umbrella, I didn't want to hand them the umbrella, but I just knew that I had to. He also knows that my heart softened though when I saw them and that I cared. 
he, he knows that even when I didn't want to, I was obedient. What I didn't know was that this small gesture would make such a big impact. One small thing that I did affected someone that I didn't even know it was going to affect. And then he shared how it affected him with a whole group of other people. And I don't know how many people that it touched in that group of 75 people and how many of them shared it with somebody else. I didn't just make a lasting impression. I made an impact. That small pebble that I threw in the water sent ripples out far beyond what I could have ever imagined. I feel blessed that I was able to hear some of the impact that it had that me, just little old, used to be afraid of my shadow all the time, me was able to touch and motivate someone else to try harder to entertain angels unaware, to make an impact in the ordinary day in and day out with their neighbor, with strangers, and that I was able to find that out. That was huge to me. And it affected me so much because that was the beginning of me realizing that not only do my daily thoughts and feelings and actions, uh, discipline and self-control and the way I treat other people matter, but how I live my life out and making sure that my actions and my words match and that they're pleasing to God, that that, that that matters. But also, it was one of the, it seems so small maybe to some people, but to me it was big because it was one of the catalysts to make me realize that if one small thing that I did could help someone and help more than just that one someone, and it had that kind of a ripple effect, what would happen if I did even more? What would happen if I took everything to the Lord and tuned into God and was more discerning and more deliberate about what I did. How could I affect people then? How many more people would feel the love of Jesus Christ if I actually put effort into it and I just didn't do it begrudgingly when God prompted me to? So like I said, it's not often though that you get to know that you've made an impact like that. Although nowadays with Google and Facebook reviews, you have a greater chance of knowing if you're not doing a good job um, at something. <laughs> like if you work at a business, you might be able to go out and read the positive comments and the many negative comments that people put out online. But on a day-to-day -day basis, most of us don't get that kind of feedback. I'm kind of relieved about that, by the way. Um, <laughs> but it's all a matter of faith. You do because you're called to do. You make an impression, hopefully a good one, and pray that what you do and say ha also has a positive impact, not, ne not a negative one. So think for a second about the word impression. Do you know what it means? One meaning of the word impression means to imitate another person. And isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Imitating and acting like Christ. And the word impact, it means to come into contact with another person, to have a strong effect on someone or something. So if our intention is to live the life we're called to live in Christ, then the impression we need to make is that of Christ. So others see him in us and in our words and our actions and in our deeds. And if we're supposed to make an impact, then it means we must pray that the impression we leave is a good one, a lasting one. And a positive one. So even in some very small ways, people 
can have an impact. Um, I know recently <laughs> someone had an impact on me. My husband and I flew to Colorado. Now, if you lis- if you've listened to this podcast much in the past, you'll know that I've run into some pretty interesting and sticky situations in airports before, <laughs> uh, and, and some fun ones, and some prickly people, as well as some wonderful, beautiful people and hilarious people. <laughs> all of which made a lasting impression on me for sure. And some of them made an extremely wonderful, beautiful impact on me. But during this recent trip to Colorado, when we got on the plane, we sat near the front, which is what we both prefer. And I think lots of people do because they were moving slowly down the aisle. And in an attempt to hurry them along, the flight attendant definitely made a lasting impression. She said over the loudspeaker, Folks, welcome to Southwest. We appreciate you flying with us and want to let you know that you can feel free to keep moving all the way to the back of the airplane because today and today only we have a special going on. We are taking the back of the plane with us all the way to Denver. That's right. You can rest assured that it's perfectly fine to sit in the back of the plane because we are taking it with us. In fact, if you sit in the back of the plane, you will have the honor of saying you were the first to get to Colorado as the rear wheels touchdown first. <laughs> it was, it was very funny. The way she said it was much funnier than what I did just now. But that made a lasting impression. It impacted me because I saw how others took it. Some not so happy people, <clears throat> for whatever reason, were loading onto the plane uh, at that moment. And I could tell that the family that was traveling together, which had five kids, some grandparents, some aunts and uncles, and a husband and wife. Um, they were all really tense. Now, I don't know if they had a fear of flying. I don't know if it had just been a struggle in the airport. It was the holidays. I have no idea. But they were having a difficult time. They were not able to find seats together. Uh, and some people did not want to move. But they were all there anyhow. They weren't rude but I could tell they were stressed. So that flight attendant's humor put them at ease. They started to laugh. And throughout the flight, her continued small gestures of kindness towards them and towards other people, it it made an impact. I saw the people who were tense, their shoulders relaxed. They started to laugh. They started to chat and talk to people. So she may not have known it, but she made a lasting impression, if not on, on them, on me. And I could see the impact that she had on at least that family, if not other people. And then when we landed in Colorado, the same flight attendant sang a song to everyone, wishing them a happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) It was great. Um, But my hope and prayer is that as we move into a season that is distinctly about Christ, at least culturally, every day should be about Christ, but we're moving into a focus about Christ, Christmas, um, and we're pondering the birth of Christ and, and being appreciative of it and the short life that he had here on this earth and the amazing impact he's had on us eternally. I pray that we'll also remember that it's not just about putting up a nativity set or seeing the lights and singing about him, but also about being like him, remembering that the impression that he left and the eternal impact of his sacrifices for us is something that we should emulate. No, we're not Jesus. We shouldn't pretend to be, but we were not sent to save the world. He's already done that, but we have been given a mission here to show the love of Christ and to be more like him every day and to make a positive, 
long lasting impression. And even more than that, to make a Christ-like impact on the world around us. So I hope and pray that that can be part of our focus this Christmas season. I thank you so much for tuning into the Woman Inspired Podcast. Please be sure and comment, download, share this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. You know, all you have to do is share the link on social media and spread the word. I'd love to hear from you all because I will probably be doing another listener questions and comments after the holidays. I've got some tuning up, some really good ones. So I appreciate those questions and those comments. So I thank you and I pray that you have grace and peace as you go throughout your week. Thank you.